0: Hello and welcome into another episode of In Sportsmanlike Conduct. My name is Vaughn Lozon. I'll be writing the ship again today. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn Lozon. And with me today, as always, is Colin Logsdon. Colin, how are you doing today? Hey, doing well,
1: buddy. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing good, thank you. You can follow Colin on Twitter at Cullen Basically the same Twitter handle as mine. The exact same thing. <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about some college football. Some stuff happened over the weekend. It was a good weekend for college football. Um, much better than the NFL, but we will also get into the NFL, some Lions, and uh, we're going to preview the Detroit Red Wings and their season. I right, uh, got my
1: Red Wings shirt today. Colin it's like I is, knew what we were going to be talking about. Colin's
0: rocking the Red Wings shirt today, so uh, I think we're just going to dive in. We're going to throw in some studs and duds at the end, as always, too. As always. So starting with college football, it was a uh, quite an intense weekend of college football, uh, here in Mount Pleasant, we had CMU Western. That was the uh, the big rivalry game that everyone was so hyped up for, and uh, CMU did not show up. They got absolutely hammered at Kelly Shorts, but that's okay. Uh, it, it, it's done now. Uh, there's nothing else really to say. Uh, the boat has rowed on to the boat, to rode back weekend. to uh, Kalamazoo. So I don't know. It, it was a rough game to watch. I stayed till halftime and. Uh, it, it was shaping up to be a uh, a butt whooping from the start.
1: Yeah, I was in the press box, so unfortunately I had to be there from start to finish. It just was not fun. By the fourth quarter, there was about 10 fans left. Mm-hmm. We're sitting there. There's no food left in the press box. Mm-hmm. There's really nothing good left. There's That's no other games going on at that time. Um, yeah, they ran for, what, 300-plus yards on CMU. Just, yeah, they they, they dismantled CMU's defense. Game.
0: Corey Davis looked like an out of this world receiver. Which he, he is. He, he's, <laughs> he's going really to be a top pick in the NFL. But um, yeah,
1: no. But I know leading into we always talk, we were talking about oh, we have Cooper Rush. You know, we got all these mm-hmm. playmakers. We can match them. None of that matters when you're just going to get destroyed in the trenches. It all starts up front. Now mm-hmm. On the offensive side of the ball, they got to the Cooper Rush every time. Had six sacks. Defensive side, we never one on Zach Terrell. That's your whole game right there. And they ran that little HB draw out of the shotgun yeah, right up the they, middle every time. It was like the parting of the <laughs> Red yeah. Sea when they would get the ball. Mm-hmm. That's And you, you're going to lose games like that. Cooper Rush couldn't do anything all the game. Co-
0: Cooper's been turning the ball over a lot this season, too. He had the pick six down in the uh, in the red zone in the third quarter, so that kind of just put it away. And a lot of that has um, to do with pressure. A lot of it has to do with the defensive line of Western. They were yep. They were forcing pressure all game while CMU had... None at all, giving Western's wide receivers time to get open, make plays, oh, and yeah. they made a lot of plays. Uh, just look at the score, and you could probably determine that. Yeah, like so, I said,
1: six, six to zero. That's your game right there. Yeah, that's a summary. Yeah. That sums it up. Just so, it was.
0: so a little, uh, a little lackluster of a performance from CMU, but a Michigan team that won on Saturday was U of M, our uh, our maize and blue. blue. We are Michigan supporters, like most of you probably already know. U of M won fourteen to seven against Wisconsin at the big house That's on Saturday a high afternoon. Score. <laughs> yeah, real high scoring. You said, um, if I'm not mistaken, that Michigan would score more a lot of points, right? And they should have if it wasn't for our kickers missing
1: three field goals and then we throw yeah. in another interception in the red zone. Yep. If you look at the stats, Vaughn, you'll see Michigan, I think we out gained them like three fifty to like one twenty five total, something like that. It was it was really really one sided and um, just couldn't finish in the red zone. But a lot of credit to Wisconsin's defense for stepping up and not allowing that to happen. They yeah. kept them in the game, but Michigan really did dominate them on the ground and really should have won that game by more.
0: Now, the one thing that you said last week um, that, that I agreed with was that Wisconsin is a one-dimensional team, very similar to how Michigan State is, too. Uh, do you think that they showed that against the Wolverines on Saturday, and do you think that's why they lost? I
1: don't think they're. I don't think they're as one-dimensional as State is. I think they could throw a little better, <laughs> throw the ball a little better than State. Well, but I think a lot. Yeah. Of, I think Michigan might have the best secondary and maybe the best line in college football. So that's where they took away the run game. They're throwing a third and long every time. That's not their game. Usually they run the ball first and second down. They're getting like third and two, third and three. They'll throw it out to the fullback or the tight mm-hmm. end or something. and Usually get the first down. So the Wolverines really took them out of their game plan, but. Yeah, they're a little one-dimensional, but not as much as teams like an LSU or Michigan State, yeah. who Wisconsin got big credit for beating, but um, I think a lot True. of fans knew that was kind of kind of um, not all that it appeared.
0: I think that you could argue Michigan is the best defense total in the country. I agree, um, yeah. So, some of the guys that are popping out right now on this box score are guys that you wouldn't typically find at the very top, but they're at the top right now. Ben Gideon had six totals, uh, six total tackles. Uh, Ryan Glasgow, he, I mean, he he is a dominant force on that line. When they lost him last year, that was a big loss. That was a huge Indiana loss. Game. Demonte really Thomas, player. and then Jordan Lewis. Oh, my goodness. I mean, we could talk about the interception for... Is
1: that second. the best interception you've ever seen, pro or college football? Do you think it's the best you've ever seen?
0: Off the top of your head, without like trying to think of any other ones, can you oh, think of Oh, man. One? I, I'd say it's up there. I would say it's definitely up there. I think there was one against... There was one... Back when we were in high school in the Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game, that stands out in my mind. The guy where he, like, tipped it from out of bounds. He tipped it from out of bounds. His, his yeah, that whatever. was a really good interception. That intercept. was really impressive. Yeah, but this Jordan Lewis interception, as you can see now, is my lock screen. Is it yours, too? Um, or do you have it? Yeah, it's my wallpaper. <laughs> wow, same photo. Right when I saw gosh. that photo, I was like, I got to switch it. We are so it. lame. Yep. Yeah,
1: it's, it's okay. but so, and strategically, he probably should have knocked it down. But it was so impressive, yeah. who even cares? Well, he, and it could have ran out the clock anyway, so well, it didn't matter.
0: He said post game that he didn't even think that he brought it down and caught it. He said that he thought that it just that it hit the ground, but he came up and he was so shocked that he caught it that and he was giving a lot of credit to uh Stribling, the other cornerback who, who had, had two interceptions. interceptions. Yeah. Remember
1: last week we were having a big talk between him or Jeremy Clark. I think Stribling's really stepping up now. Now he
0: he has struggled a lot. Um from the beginning of his career until now, it is such a change, such yeah. a transformation. Starting
1: since last year is when he really became good. His, his, I remember his first year. They put him on Allen Robinson in the Penn State game, late yep. in the game. Huge mistake. And then uh, Christian Hackberg tore him apart late in the yeah. game. That's why we lost, because that big
0: 50-yard pass to Robinson down the two went yeah, overtime, we exactly. lost, all but because of his dribbling. The transformation that he has had from his freshman season till now is incredible. And yes. I think a lot of that has to do with the team around him, with the playmakers around him, like Delano Hill, like Jordan Lewis, like Jabril Peppers. Those guys really eased him into that role. Oh, yeah. And I think that's a big reason as to why he's been able to step up these last few weeks and exactly. well, really last year, too. He, he was a good cornerback last year, too. But – um, he he played out of his mind on Saturday, and I I wasn't able to watch it live, but I watched the replay of it on ESPN three um, on Saturday or on Sunday during the Sunday night game because that game was a blowout. Yeah. Um, but he he looked incredible. He he probably was the best defensive player on the field that day. He was. he was. He uh, was. He he shut down everyone and. Um, very. He made Hornibrook look like a uh, like like a like, freshman. Like, an FC, like a yeah, really like a freshman like he is like an FCS quarterback is yep. what my analogy was going to be. So, do you think Wisconsin's going to be able to bounce back quickly? I think they
1: can't cuz I don't think the Big 10 is as good as uh, it looked a couple weeks ago. You look at State falling off, Iowa falling off.
0: I was really Um, I think off. I
1: think uh, Wisconsin gets Nebraska at home. I think Nebraska's their only competition in the West right now. Yeah.
0: So I would I think, probably agree with and that. And they
1: get them at home, I'm pretty sure. So I think I think they have I think they're gonna win the West this year. Now if mm-hmm. they were in the East, you're in big trouble. Because <laughs> Ohio State's also there. Yep. But I think in the West, um, with Iowa just totally laying egg this year, I think they got that pretty much locked.
0: Yeah. Now you mentioned Michigan State. Let's move on to Michigan State, Indiana. You said last week that Michigan State would lose. I said Michigan State would bounce back and win. Uh you you were right on that one. Uh I totally just blew it on that call because um, normally after the last couple of
1: years you know you have, we have confidence in state that they they yeah. don't lose games like that but this is a different team this year it
0: is this an extremely different, different team, team. Um, so they lost 24-21 to 21 at Indiana in overtime I think it was good for them to bounce back and get that game tying touchdown once they forced overtime I thought they were really going to march down the field and quickly score a touchdown and win that didn't happen they turned the ball over Indiana got the ball back quickly scored a field goal that ended the game um what do you think was the turning point in this game, to where Indiana was like, yeah, let's, you know, let's I take wa- the ball. I'll admit, let's... I missed pretty much the entire game. You missed
1: most of it, but I think um, it was the late score by Indiana with a couple minutes left. Is what really you think turns that's over. that that's late what... that late touchdown pass? Yeah, I think that's what really turned it around for him.
0: I think the thing that decided the game, or that ultimately decided the game, was Malik McDowell getting thrown out of that uh, kind of ludicrous uh, uh, targeting call. I don't think he was targeting by any means. Yeah, most people don't. Um, I mean, he leaned in with, with the top part of his helmet, but I I don't know. I'm not trying to defend State by any means, but I think that that really turned uh, Indiana into a team that really, really was like, okay, their best that's, defensive player is gone. Let's take advantage of this. Let's score. And that's exactly right. what they did several yep. plays later yep. because they were already in the red zone. So I think that Malik McDowell getting thrown out of the game. Again, not gonna support Michigan State. I'm a U of M guy, but it kinda sucks. Um but they have had their lucky plays in the past, so so maybe this is karma. You think this might be karma for all the uh lucky times that they might have especially yeah, against Notre, Lux, Notre Dame this past yeah, uh, this year? Yeah, maybe luck's starting to finally turn back on Sparty. Now, Mark D'Antonio always looks pissed, but he looked like mortified after they lost. He looked like like his his mother died right in his arms. He 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 looked so shocked he did, he that did. they lost. I, he looked like he was about to throw up. Because Indiana th- just is not a good team. Do you and think that state he's,
1: should win that game? But. Yeah.
0: Now, do you think that he's going to be able to gather the troops, gather the cavalry, and now win the next few before Michigan week? Do you think that they're going who do be- they have the next
1: couple games? Um, that is a good question. Let's find out. Yeah. Let's look that up and then. Uh... Then I gave you a better estimate. I know Michigan's going to go undefeated, considering they have Rutgers a bye, than Illinois. So yeah.
0: Michigan will be undefeated going into that game. So their next three, uh, this upcoming week, they are back home. They play BYU. Oh. And then they'll they, win. They'll probably win that. BYU's terrible. And then year. they are home against Northwestern. Close. You think that'll be close? Because Northwestern just won Iowa. But you know what? I was not give that it, good though. I know.
1: Man. I'll give. I'll get neither state to share. I'll give the edge to State because it's at home. I think, And they always beat Northwestern. Yeah, that's true.
0: I think where they're going to slip is at Maryland. Is that the next game after that? That is, Yeah, that's the game right before Michigan. Ah, yeah. At Maryland. At Maryland, who's looking pretty good. Maryland's I'll looking take, real good. But th- Their defense is good. If they lost at Indiana, they'll lose at Maryland. I th- Yeah, I think they'll win against BYU and Northwestern. I think they'll struggle against Maryland. I don't think that they're going to be able to keep up with that offense. So um, move, <coughs> moving on a little bit now. Um, we're, we're not going to talk about any more Michigan teams. We're going to quickly go into Tennessee, Georgia. Um, did, did you see what happened in this game? You know, I heard something. You heard about a little, thing about, heard a little thing about this uh, game. Heard a little thing about some kind of big throw at the end of the There's game. There's a big oh, throw no. at the end of the There's game. There's a couple
1: different scores in the final minute. I don't know, <laughs> something like that.
0: Georgia took the lead with like 20 or 30 seconds, or no, you know what? I think it was 11 seconds. I think there were 11 seconds on the game clock when they took the lead on that last touchdown. So they kicked it off. And Tennessee does the unthinkable, throws a hail mary that was very reminiscent of that hail mary in that Lions-Packers game last year. Uh, the Tennessee receiver was wide open, all of the Georgia defenders were behind him. All he had to do was jump up and catch the ball. Right. So Tennessee plays A and M this weekend in a top ten matchup. Do you Are think, they at A and M? Is A&M. it at
1: the 12th man or is it in? Uh,
0: I'm not sure. That is a good question.
1: That's Let's a really big matchup. That is a big matchup. Especially that's, how lucky Tennessee's been every week. I mean, I think AM will finally be the team to bring them down. It and if is it's, at
0: Texas A&M. Texas A&M's got that game. You, th- you think Tennessee's
1: so? Tennessee's luck is finally going to run out. They've, they've come back from deficits of like 17, 21, mm-hmm. 19. Every single week
0: they're having to come back. And Texas A&M yeah. is probably the best team they're going to face so far. They had to make a comeback against Florida. They had to make a comeback against Georgia. Appalachian they State. They almost lost in overtime to Appalachian State. I think they're finally falling back to earth. I think Josh Dobbs is a very good quarterback, I but mean their defense isn't that good. Their but defense lost lost twenty points.
1: Yeah, to weak offenses.
0: Yeah, I think Texas a m is a more well-rounded team. They have a strong defense and they have a very fast offense. So, yeah,
1: and that's a tough place to play. I got the Aggies ya. in that one. I'm with you. I got Tennessee's Texas A&M good, too. but they're not they're not great like everyone makes them out to be. Yeah.
0: So quickly to wrap up college football, Clemson, Louisville. That was the night game last weekend. Mm. Clemson came out with a forty two thirty six win. Do you think Clemson is for real now? Because they struggled in the beginning of the season against Auburn. Yep. Um Troy. Against yeah, against Troy they only won by four points or something yeah, like yeah. that. Do you think that they're finally the team that everyone was hyping them up to be Yeah, there? I think they needed a legit opponent to
1: test them and for them to finally uh come out and play like the team they can be. Mm-hmm. Before the season started I had them in the playoffs but then Florida State looked good, Louisville looked good, and they yep. didn't. So I'm like, hey, maybe they're only, maybe they're only third best team in their own <laughs> conference. Yeah. Now um, they've gotten past both those teams. I think Clemson is that it is just as good as they were last year, and I think uh, they're finally starting to show. Deshaun Watson is probably, it might be the best player in the country. You think so? I think... outshined Lamar Jackson, the guy who everyone said was supposed to be uh, he the, did. The, the the Heisman winner. So I think it's still uh, Deshaun Watson's world.
0: I think Lamar Jackson still has a chance to win the Heisman this this loss may may mean a lot to their college football playoff spot but i don't think that means anything in the heisman voting Um, right i think lamar jackson threw for 295 he had a touchdown he threw one pick but he also ran for 162 and he had two touchdowns even against a clemson defense that uh did lose a lot of their defensive line after last season they've been for the most part really really good right um but I think I'm I'm with you on the Deshaun Watson. I think he is one of the best playmakers in all of college football. He had five touchdowns. Um, he threw three interceptions too, which knocked down his QBR rating to 64.1. But um, I, I think Clemson has bounced back, and I think that they are in the driver's seat in the ACC. At but this they point.
1: do they do have to go to Florida State later in the season. That will be challenging. I think even with Florida yeah. State struggles. But I think, yeah, Deshaun Watson and Clemson will win that. I think they'll go undefeated they and they'll come out of the ACC. Florida
0: State's just too young of a team right now. I like their quarterback, Francois. I like their defense, but they just need to mature a little bit. And once, right. you know, give it a year, give it a, two years maybe, but they'll be right back at the top two. Agreed. So moving on to NFL, our beloved Detroit Lions Ugh. lost to the Chicago Bears uh. at Soldier Field 17-14. to 14. Stafford had a uh, – I'm. I'm just gonna say it. He had a really bad day. Uh, he only threw two thirteen. He threw two picks. He got sacked a few times. While well, Brian Hoyer, of all people, uh, the Michigan State guy, he threw for three o two. He had two touchdowns. He got sacked a couple times too. One by Kerry Hyder. He has a he has a sack in every game this season. He's the only player that's playing well. Really. Uh, that yeah. That's very true. Um, meanwhile, Jordan Howard. Uh, The rookie from Indiana, he lit us up. Their third string running back. Their third string. And uh, Joyke Bell made an appearance, too. Yeah. So, you know, everything just did not go the Lions' way. Nothing went the Lions' way. The rushing game was bad. Uh, People were dropping balls left and right. The defense played horrible. Uh, In your mind, where do you think it went all wrong? For the Lions to lose to, to a team you, like I'll, the Bears. I'll tell you what
1: the problem is. It's not all the injuries. It's not the refs going against you. It's not some lucky breaks filler team. Uh, I see where you're the going team, with this. The team has given up on Caldwell. Yep. The team has given up on Caldwell. They don't even care anymore. You can see, you could just see there's no energy, there's no enthusiasm out there. I feel like Stafford is still trying because he's the quarterback he has to. The running backs aren't running hard. The old line ain't blocking. The mm-hmm. defense doesn't want to tackle. Slatis wants to wag his finger when he gets beat by Kevin White on a big play. The team has given up on Caldwell, and I would too. The guy doesn't even defend you when everything's going against you. He never shows any emotion. His yep. game plans are trash. There's just no enthusiasm with the team. There's no yep. momentum. It's heading a downward spiral, and I think they want him out. And uh, that's that's why. Why would you play hard for a guy like yeah. that? I just well, think they're not even trying
0: anymore. Well, what what what's your nickname for him again? Jim,
1: no balls Caldwell. Yeah, there we go. He has that, no balls. That's that's basically what I saw. I'm still waiting. I'm too. getting a FOIA on the, uh, the information from the Lions doctor on that. I FOIA, you should. I foia for that information to see what he does. the
0: interesting thing that I took away from this game is the gameplay from Golden Tate. I think he is, he's been pretty bad this season. He I think you look at him. He's just not trying. He he's caught, like the prime example of a guy that doesn't care. He caught one ball for one yard. That was your number one wide receiver going into the season. He caught, and it was a little bubble screen, and he, and he got, got a yard off he, of it. I didn't, I didn't think he got a yard. Cause the second he caught it, he got knocked back. Yeah, so it, it's just amazing how the team loved him the his, the first season when they went to the playoffs. That was the Calvin. defense was out of this world, and just. Slowly but surely, the Lions get worse. The Lions get worse, and that's yeah. how it always goes. My roommate is begging for the Lions to tank at this point so they can get a high pick in the draft. I am too. You that's are. So in every round, you'll get a high pick. The only this three team needs talent.
1: Though. This team needs talent. Yeah, they're one and three, and they were all the bad teams except for Green Bay. I know Tennessee and Chicago was two of the uh, the five worst teams in the league, and you just lost to both of them. It's rough, and Tennessee was at home. That's even more rough. So. They got
0: filled in Chicago. Off. You had a six-game win streak. Oning Jay Cutler didn't even play. Their starting running back didn't play. Their second-string running back didn't play. Jay Cutler didn't play. Kevin White got injured in this in the first half. Alshon Jeffrey didn't Alshon Jeffrey you. was basically it invisible. Was, it was
1: their defense on our offense. We
0: scored. You gonna yeah.
1: score six points on the thirty-first worst rushing defense in the league?
0: Yeah, and the one touchdown they had was the punt return from Andre Roberts. So. Oh yeah.
1: So wait. So they, yeah, they did get thirteen. That's only because the seven came from uh, came from him.
0: Yes. The offense did nothing. Yeah.
1: Every time they got in the red zone, Stephanie. And they went away. for
0: two on that touchdown, they got it. So, so, so I was 14 then. So, yes. I know the final
1: score. After, I just stopped caring. I knew, that, I knew they wouldn't get the outside kick, so I didn't even care. Do you think... They always do that. They'll lose by a lot, <laughs> and then they'll score in the final seconds. Be like, hey, maybe they got a chance, yeah. only to not get the next play. I'm like, God damn it. You just had to bring it back in, didn't you?
0: Yeah. Their next three games are at home against Philadelphia. Loss. Against um, Washington. Loss, and then Houston, I and think, then. Too. It's one of those teams. Um, Hope they lose all three. Do you think that they can bounce back next week against Philadelphia, who's I, coming off I def- a bye? I
1: definitely think they can because look what they did to them on Thanksgiving last year. But I think they're true. but they're a completely different team. And we're just, we had a ton of momentum at that point in time. We have none right now, and it, everybody's hurt on this team, yeah. and they just don't even care. So I give us a small chance, but I do think uh, Philly will win. Yeah, so I think Philadelphia will win, and I mean, look at the beatdown they put on Pittsburgh. Who just put a beat down on KC. And Carson Wentz Philly is looking is like the rookie of the year Has so far. Has not turned it over once. If, yeah. if he doesn't throw at least two picks, Lions aren't
0: winning. Yep. Their next three games are against, all at home, they're against the Eagles, the Rams, and the Redskins. I think they'll I win it. The, the Rams, they'll at least beat the Rams. I think they'll beat the Rams. Who's won at Seattle They've, and won at Arizona. They always win against Seattle, though. That's, like Arizona the, that's the one team that they always have their number for. I know. So I think they'll win at least one of those. I think they'll beat the Rams. I so think they will so lose. They'll
1: fall to one and two after that, which will put the record at two and five. Yes. I that's think horrible. by the bye week, Caldwell will be gone. He better be. I think he will. Cause Bob Quinn wasn't even the one who all hired him. Yeah. Now if Mayhew was still here, you know he would defend him. It'd be a little different. Bob Quinn to say yeah. that this, this ain't his boy, so just yeah. get rid of him and uh, start mm-hmm. looking for the off season. Yep. And and if I start hearing Jim Bob Cooter for head coach rumors, I'm done. No. This, this they team can't put do up that. Six points on offense. Bob last Quinn week. will get
0: his guy. He's not gonna up, uh, promote. The only uh, Jim reason Bob Cooter, Cooter, Cooter did so well happen. at the end of
1: last year is because no one ever saw him before. After the season, they saw the tape yeah. on him. Everyone learned his secrets. Mm-hmm. He ain't the flash in the pen guy anymore. It's not the working. offense has done anything and except it only worked, Indy.
0: And it only worked against a depleted defense in Indianapolis. So. Yeah. Since then, it's been garbage. Yeah. So, moving on, we're going to preview the Red Wings a little bit here, and then we're going to get to our done real quick. The Datsuk's Red... back, right? <laughs>
1: nope. He's no. still in Russia. He's still oh, playing man. in the uh, KHL. Okay.
0: But uh, the Red Wings, th- this is going to be an interesting team to watch this year, just because of all the talent that's gone. Datsuk's gone. That's basically the whole team. That was the whole team for the past decade. So I think it's well, going to hey, be... him and Zetterberg. Him and Zetterberg. Zetterberg's aging, though. He doesn't have a whole lot of time left. Cronwall's already injured. His knee is still acting up on him. Uh, Thomas is going to be out until at least November. So it's already not looking very good. But you still have Larkin. You still have Tatar. You still have Nyquist. You still got those guys. Um right, Mrazik's guy in goal. Marazic guy in goal. is, yeah, he, Hopefully he is can find the guy that in goal. early
1: season magic from last year again, because he looked really good last year yeah to start.
0: Their regular season starts off pretty challenging. They're at the Lightning, lost. which which they lost to in the playoffs two straight years. Two straight years. Then they're at Florida, which Florida is a sneaky good team. They should. They were in the playoffs last year, weren't they? They were. They lost the first round. They, they won the division. They won. Yeah, I they know did. How? I don't know. How. I can't name one guy. They're on a their sneaky team. good team. Then they go. Uh, then they home. Their home opener is Monday, October 17th against. The Ottawa Senators, I think they should be able to win that game. But then you go to the New York Rangers, and then you have to play playoff teams like the Predators and the Sharks. So my question for you is, if with all these tough opponents that they have at the beginning, do you think that a lot of people are thinking that the Red Wings still make the playoffs this year? So I, do you yeah. think if they go on an early season losing streak that you should already write them off? I, w- I would say no because they have such a young roster.
1: I think as the season goes on, you can only hope for them to get better. Yeah, They're not some aging team where they're already at their peak. I think they're only going to get better as time goes on. So, no, I think if they do struggle to start the season, I think you just hope that they're going to get better. But, um, yeah, there will be some struggles. But you do have a really good young roster. I think Ken Holland's done a good job of drafting still, even though he hasn't done much in free agency mm-hmm. in recent years. I think you got to hope that um, Nyquist can find his form from before. Tatar, who's who looked good and is looked good in the uh, yeah. in the world uh, the world championships, mm-hmm. um, and then Larkin to find his magic from earlier last year too. You got a really good young core there, but you're gonna need some
0: veterans to step up, and that defense has to get better. I think the catalyst of this team is the defense. I think you're right. Nick Cronwall, he's old, he's still injured. Like I said, his yep. knee is still giving him problems. He had the same problems last year that kept him out for a long time. So this is a recurring injury, and he hasn't been better. and he And he's wanting to come back a hundred percent, but if the Red Wings need him, they may force him to play. He he doesn't have to be hundred percent to play, just because of how bad this defense is. You got Mike Green, who's more of an offensive defenseman than anything, and he even score last year. Yeah, uh, very little offensive opportunities he had. So, and then you have Danny De you have Brendan Smith, you have Jonathan Erickson. It's not looking good. You got to bring up some of these younger guys. Um, like Ouellet, uh, yeah, Xavier Ouellet. Yeah. I think he needs to have some playing time this season. I I don't think the defense is going to be good. It, the defense hasn't been good since uh, Lidstrom retired. True, yeah. So I think this is going to be the main problem for. That's what's so Red Wings. frustrating
1: that they didn't go out and sign a big defenseman or at least somebody.
0: Well, yeah, they signed Franz Nielsen and they signed who's uh, a forward, correct? Yeah, he's he's, he's going to be a center. So, center. Okay. Yeah, and then Thomas Vanek, who is a uh, right winger. Yeah. Winky. So uh, he's not even going to play on the first line. He, he may not even play on the second line. So you're wasting all your money on these offensive pieces. Now, I understand that a lot of your offense is young, but you need to get defense. I, I don't understand uh, all, all the struggles that uh, that the goalies had, Peter Mrazek and Jimmy Howard, all the struggles they had last year were primarily because of the defense. They, they don't know how to properly defend the offensive players coming in. I mean, they right. just got lit up. In the playoffs, uh, uh, the dude from uh, Tampa Bay—I can't remember. Uh, I can never remember his name either. Uh, yeah. Nikita I- Kucherov—he destroyed us the last two years. And it's not because of the goalie, because we got a pretty good goalie. It's because of the defense.
1: Well, it's the Tyler. Uh, it's the Tyler. Tyler something. is the guy from the Lightning. Always destroys us. Well, he.
0: Yeah, I mean, it. It is Nikita Kucherov, but it's also Tyler Johnson, too. Tyler Johnson's really been the guy who's just—they
1: have no answer for him. I'm pretty sure he had a point in every single game in this past playoff. Yeah,
0: he—that whole team just destroyed us. Yeah.
1: Um, so and, I, then we, and then we missed on uh, Stamp Coast in the offseason.
0: So yeah, the which— The which, Lightning beat us again. The, yeah, the Lightning struck again. So, do you think that the Red Wings will make the playoffs this year? You know Or do what? you think this is the year that they finally don't?
1: I think this year they finally don't. I think really? the Eastern Conference is actually pretty good. I think there's some I good depth there. I think the Eastern there.
0: Conference is really good.
1: Yeah, yes. I think they won't this year. And you know what? I'm telling, you, telling Red Wings fans, it's a good thing. No more this just making it just for the sake of making it. Mm-hmm. You need to lose to get some higher draft picks again. So that way you can start, come back in a couple of years and start competing for cups again. Yeah, I totally agree. Because when is it just good enough just to make it as an eight or seven scene and get bounced in the first round? It's not. That's never been the expectation here. Yeah, I know the streak is great. They've made the playoffs every single year we've been born. Congratulations. I don't want to see them get swept in the first round anymore. I'd rather than them miss for a couple of years, then come back and be a team like the Lightning and start competing for championships again. I agree. You need. We need, yeah, you need, we need to miss for a couple of years, I think.
0: Totally agree with you, Colin. And um, running out of time here, so we're gonna get to our studs and duds for the week. Um, I will go first. My stud this week is Julio Jones. Um, I don't know if you saw this or not. I'm sure you did, but but he had a career high 300 yards receiving on three catch or three catches, 12 catches for one touchdown. Um, He is now sixth all time in receiving yards in one game. He's right behind uh actually he's behind two Detroit Lions. One of them's Calvin Johnson, the other one I've never heard of, Cloyce Box from 1950. He had 300. I guess like
1: Herman Moore. <laughs> yeah. He had
0: 302 receiving yards for the Lions on uh, December 3rd of 1950. And then the oh, other wow. guys are Flipper Anderson, Stefan Page, and Jim Benton. I don't Um, know any of them are. I don't know who they are either. Flipper was a Los Angeles Rams receiver. That was a great Dolphin movie. Flipper, it's a great movie. (laughs) I saw like John Gruden right there. Oh man, that's a great great movie. movie, I love that Dolphin man. (laughs) So he's my stud. He lit it up. He killed it for me in fantasy. My dud is Odell Beckham Jr. Now I, I don't know if it's the Vikings defense. Or if he's just having a down year, but he had a career low. 23 receiving yards last night on Monday Night Football. He only had three catches. I don't know what the problem is. I think teams are just locking down. on Minnesota has a great defense. Minnesota's defense is probably the best in the NFC. Which yeah, it definitely is. I, I would say that they're probably the best team overall in the NFC. But Odell Beckham, he's got some problems. He's got some temper tantrum problems, too. Uh, his teammates are always getting in his face and yelling at him because of all the uh, taunting penalties that he, he got a taunting penalty last night, yep. which put his team in a deep hole. So I think he needs to fix his problems. He is a grown man. He's in the NFL. He doesn't need to be whining like a baby whenever he doesn't get the football thrown his way. Agreed. Agreed. He still has a lot of
1: growing up to do, but that's how receivers are. They're all divas. Yep. At least most of them. My um, stud. I had one stud, but you know what? Bring out the Julio thing, I'm gonna have a co-stud. My oh. first one was Mike Zimmer for just a great job he's done. Especially he's after, done a fantastic job. Especially after job. losing Bridgewater and AP. That team, he's just built a great team. Yeah. And um, I'm jealous. I wish the Lions had him as head too. coach. Me too. My other one, Josh Norman. Not for Ooh. his play, but for the um, the Julio Jones thing. He went on Twitter after that and tweeted, uh, you know what, you get you get what you pay for, Carolina. Oh, They didn't man. want to give him the money. Now they get <laughs> toasted for it. If they'd have brought him back, I guarantee you Julio wouldn't be going for 300 yards on Sunday. Probably not. Going to my dud. Uh, we're just gonna go back to it, Jim Caldwell. Just fire him. Um, he's worse <laughs> than Brad Osmus He needs to go. This team is pathetic to watch. Uh, we and and they raised uh, ticket prices in the off season. They raised it for this, really? They did. This this is the product you're gonna put on the field. It's garbage, and I'm not. I refuse to watch them anymore.
0: Until you a change to is made,
1: until the change is made, I am. Uh, I'm on strike.
0: You're on strike. I'm you're on, gonna uh, I'm boycott on the strike. Detroit
1: Lions. Okay, I, that's not actually true. But I will not wear Lions clothing until something happens. I will will, not wear my Lions dry fit shirt until Caldwell's fired. Bob Quinn, you better be listening. We will watch, but we will watch in fear.
0: That's That's, right. There you go. So thank you for joining us once again on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Follow Cullen on Twitter at Cullen underscore Logson. And give CM Life a follow on Twitter at CM Life. Uh, Thank you again, and uh, we'll see you next time.